Welcome to the Heal Your Hormones podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Danielle. If you are returning, welcome back. If you are new here, I am a naturopathic doctor specializing in all things PCOS, women's hormones, and fertility. And it is really my mission to help women, help you understand your body, why you feel the way you do, and what you can do to take control of your health and really feel your absolute best. So I work with clients one-on-one virtually, as well as in my six-week program, the PCOS Pregnancy Protocol, where I help women heal the root cause of PCOS so they can have regular periods and get pregnant naturally. If you're interested in learning more, you can visit drdaniellederoche.com, which is also linked in the show notes below this episode, or follow me on Instagram and TikTok at drdaniellederoche.com where I share a ton more information about daily changes you can be making to improve your hormonal health and improve your fertility. All right, now let's get to the episode. Today, I am joined by Kate Morton, registered dietitian and founder of Funkit Wellness, a menstrual health company. Kate has a master's degree in human clinical nutrition and helps women and people with periods manage their hormone health through diet and lifestyle modifications. I am so excited for today's episode. I personally use Funkit Wellness for its seed cycling and recommend it to many of my patients. So Kate, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to get to talk and I've just loved getting to connect with you through Funkit. So I'm excited to get to know you better on the podcast today. Yeah. So I would love for you to just share a little bit more about your background and kind of what sparked your interest in women's health to begin with. Yeah. So I'm a registered dietitian. My undergrads actually in kinesiology, so like movement of the body and nutrition. Then I got my master's degree in human clinical nutrition because I thought I wanted to work in a hospital for the rest of my life. That was like my dream job. I was going to work in a hospital. I was going to work in pediatrics and it was going to be incredible. And I went to get my master's and then I started working in the hospital and quickly realized it was not the right place for me because I'm a little bit of like a rebel dietitian in the fact that I really, which I can't believe this is even like considered rebel, but I, I really love the functional and integrative side of medicine and kind of being able to be more preventative. So like being able to be preventative and help people understand their bodies. And I found in the hospital, the work I was doing was incredible, but it was very reactive. And so that's when I actually decided to move to New Zealand and I kind of took a break from medicine for a while, but I actually got off birth control at that same time. And I had no idea I was going to end up working women's health or in hormones until my body went absolutely haywire. Like when I tell you didn't have a period for six months, when I, when it did come back, I had so much acne. My face was like completely covered and painful, horrible cramps, just like everything I had was dealing with before I got on the pill came like roaring back. And so I started digging in and figuring out like, okay, there's got to be something we can do for hormone health and food. Like at this point, I didn't even know. I thought your menstrual cycle and your period were the same thing. I had no idea that there was so much to do. And that kind of just started this journey. And I actually went back and got integratively and functionally trained and really focused in on hormone health. And now we're here. Amazing. Yeah. I feel like I definitely had a similar experience when I was on the registered dietitian track and undergrad of working a lot with people who already had full-blown diabetes or, you know, full-blown really high cholesterol. And I was like, well, I want to get to people before they get to that point. Um, so yeah, I think that's a common thing for dietetic students to be like, uh, this isn't quite what I pictured. Um, so amazing that you kind of went your own path. 
but I'd love for you to explain to people um, who are new to it, what exactly is seed cycling? Yeah. So I'm going to start by saying when I found out about seed cycling, I was like, this is insane. It's so easy. This is too good to be true. It's never going to work. So if you're listening and you think that I've been in your shoes. So I was desperate to try anything at this point. I had tried like all of, I was about to go on Accutane for my hormonal acne. And I was like, I got recommended seed cycling. And I was like, what is that? And so essentially what it is, is step one, you track your cycle. And from the first day of your period to when you ovulate, you're going to be having organic ground pumpkin and flax seeds, one tablespoon of each. After you ovulate, so if you track your temperature, once your temperature spikes, then you switch to organic sesame and sunflower seeds, one tablespoon of each, and you cycle through those seeds throughout the month. Sounds simple. And now I'm going to explain to you how it works and kind of why it works for a lot of people. So when it comes to our hormones, our hormones need different nutrition throughout the month. And it's really incredible that they found that a significant amount of hormone imbalance and PMS symptoms are actually linked back to nutrient deficiencies, which makes total sense when I think about it. But I was so mind blown when I found that out. So what seed cycling does is it takes like estrogen, which is your first half hormone and progesterone, which is your second half. And it looks at what those hormones need to function well. Well, I like to think of your menstrual cycle as handing off a baton or a relay race. You want at ovulation, your hormones to seamlessly hand off and kind of allow the other one to take over. Same thing after your menstruation, you're going into your follicular phase. So that's like the first thing to keep in mind. And so with pumpkin and flax seeds, you've got lots of omega-3 to support, you know, inflammation, blood flow, cell membranes. Um, and we're leading up to ovulation in the follicular phase. So that's kind of what we're focusing on this whole time. Also, when you're on your period, you have a higher level of inflammation naturally. And so omega-3s are really helpful for that. You've also got zinc, which zinc is important for cell multiplication, which we don't always think about this, but our egg is a giant cell. It's actually the biggest cell in the body. So helping to support ovulation with zinc. You've also got magnesium, which majority of Americans are deficient in, but it is important for over 500 reactions in the body and it's very important for hormones. Um, so those are kind of the three things I focus in that the flax and pumpkin seeds give you. Then when we're going into ovulation, transitioning over to progesterone, this is the time we kind of think of the luteal phase as PMS, but it doesn't have to be. Vitamin E and vitamin B6, which are found in those two seeds, are clinically proven to help with PMS, to help with breast tenderness, and to help with painful periods. You also still have zinc and magnesium and selenium, which are going to still be very supportive for that second half of your cycle. And I did forget in the first half, you also have a lot of phytoestrogen in flax seeds, which can help either with estrogen dominance, or it can help if you don't have enough estrogen. It works like a missing puzzle piece to support estrogen in that first phase. So that's a lot of like nerdy science information about how it works. So we can like take it slow and break it down from there. No, I think that's super helpful because I was definitely in that same camp. I think I heard about seed cycling sometime during medical school. And I had lost my period for probably about two and a half to three years in the eating disorder. And then I had Hashimoto. So it was just a struggle to get it back and regulated. And I really wasn't doing much in medical school to regulate it because I just didn't have much time. I didn't have any money to like buy supplements or anything like that. 
Um, so seat cycling was really one of the only major changes I made and I am not kidding. So, so day one of your period, you're supposed to switch to black seeds and pumpkin seeds. And I was basically rotating it with the moon because my cycle was so irregular. And I got my period on the very first day that I switched to flax seeds and pumpkin seeds, like to the T it timed up with the seed cycling and that alone, I was like, okay, there's definitely something to this because I just don't, don't believe that's a coincidence. Um, so what benefits, I mean, obviously cycle regulations, one of them, but what other benefits do women typically notice when they start seed cycling and how long does it typically take to see these changes? Yeah. I'm so glad you asked how long, cause this is what I always, I'm very honest with people. First off, everyone's body is different. And if you are allergic to any of these seeds, this is not for you. Or if you have an intolerance to any of these seeds, this is not for you. Just prefacing that, but it usually takes three months to see the full benefit. And if you think about the life cycle of your egg, it's about 90 days or three cycles. And so when you're making hormonal changes, it can take up to three to six months to see big changes. But breast tenderness is one and mood improvement. Those are the two things I think a lot of people see in the first month, which I think is probably attributed to those nutrient deficiencies. But when we're talking cycle regularity, improved PCOS symptoms, period pain, improvement and acne, you're going to want to give it three full cycles of being very consistent. Um, hormonal acne, huge one. So we do a lot of surveying with Funkit and 90% of our subscribers who use it have found a reduction in hormonal acne. I don't know if you can see the video, but I don't have hormonal acne anymore. And when I tell you that my face used to just, I would struggle to fall asleep at night because my face hitting the pillow would like hurt from how much inflammation I had. So hormonal acne is a great one. Cycle regularity is the one we see the most often in our reviews. And I had a 60 day cycle, which I don't actually think it was. I think that was coming off the pill and not ovulating, but helped my cycle come become more regular cramps. This is something that can be really helpful. If you have a lot of painful period cramps, amazing regular ovulation, So that's something I don't think we talk about enough when it comes to cycles. I'm always, you know, hearing a lot about the period, but not actual ovulation. So regular ovulation, supporting estrogen dominance, um, and mood. Mood is a huge one because if we think about not feeling ourselves for one to two weeks out of the month, like emotionally, that's half of your month. That's half of a quarter to half of your life. So Yes. Those are kind of all the baseline benefits. Hormonal migraines are another one that we get a lot from our customers, you know, cause I'm a case study of one, but now we've worked with thousands of people and it's like, we can get more insight. And so hormonal migraines are another thing that people have reported. It really helps with. Yeah. I think that's gro- great to get that feedback too, because you know, when it comes to research studies, like there is so much money put into pharmaceuticals, right? Because like one, it's a huge liability if they don't and they need to, um, but two, there's money in the pharmaceutical industry. There's not really like it, the flaxseed industry isn't booming, right. Compared to some stuff like insulin. Um, but you know, from my understanding, like I have found some research in terms of like the flax seeds in particular and helping PMS symptoms, and then specific studies that look more so at the nutrients themselves and how they impact PMS symptoms. I haven't been able to find a good study that like does the whole comprehensive seed cycling piece. Have you? 
Such a great question. And being a dietitian, it's one of those things when I first like noticed it was working, I started just compiling all the research I could find because I really do believe in trying to follow as much evidence-based practice as we can. As we know, it can take 10 years for research to catch up to practice. Um, so I did the same thing as you. I built out here, all the nutrients here, how they work. Then I built out here's the different studies on seeds. And then actually in 2021 in Pakistan, there was a review research study released, which is not as, you know, gold standard as like a double blind clinical trial, but there was a review research study on the benefits of PCOS and seed cycling, and they found positive benefits. And I can send you that research study if anyone else wants to read it. So there is one study now, which just like you said, it is not like we do not have the buying power as like a large pharmaceutical company. I always laugh. Like I didn't want to start a business because I knew how hard one real food products were, how little money you make on them. And like, you know, we have really high quality ingredients and we work directly with certain farms that are certified B Corp, non-GMO organic. And those things are very expensive. So I wish we had like millions of dollars to run our own research study, but unfortunately we don't right now. Yeah. I mean, that that's, I was curious if you found more and I'd love to see that um, article too. And I can link that in the show notes, but I do think that there is a lot to be said about like what you see clinically. Um, and I think with naturopathic medicine, I mean, it is evidence-based, but a lot of like what we're determining, like what's best for the patient, you know, some people respond better, for example, to berberine for blood sugar. Some people respond better to NAC. Like it's kind of a trial and error of like, what's going to do best for them, even though the research could be equal equally as good for both those things. So I think there definitely is something to be said for, you know, all of your customers who have tried your products and have seen improvement with it. Um, I know a lot of my patients have seen improvement with seed cycling. Now I'd love to get more into Funkit Wellness and just kind of hear the little background story of like, when did you launch it and what inspired you? I mean, just obviously you had your hormone journey, but when were you like, okay, I want to start a food product company for this? Yeah, it's so interesting because I was working at another startup and helping them in New Zealand, helping them reformulate their drinks or beverages to be it more healthy and more like clean ingredients. And so I saw firsthand how hard it was starting a company in the food industry. And I said, I was never going to do it. I was like, I'll work for other startups. I'll help entrepreneurs. I will never be an entrepreneur. It's not in the cards for me. And I feel like when you say never is when you get slapped in the face with, okay, this is right now. Um, so what happened was I started feeling so much better and I started talking to people because I love to talk and I love people and I love my friends. And if I'm doing something, I want to be able to help as many other people feel better. And so I started talking to my friends all the time about their periods. And what I found out a few things was majority of my friends were in pain or dealing with something that was altering their life every month. And they thought that they had to deal with it. It was just part of life, which is how I felt too. Number two, they had no idea what was actually going on with their cycles, just like I didn't. They didn't know about the four phases. They didn't know about how nutrition should shift with the cycle. Uh, and they didn't feel empowered to even make those changes because they felt overwhelmed. And then three, I found that my friends were like, okay, you're doing this. Could you make me a kit and I'll pay you for it? So I actually made a whole TikTok yesterday that has pictures of like when I was making it in my kitchen and like in the pandemic, driving it to my friends, like with masks on and handing it off. And, you know, so it started out as just talking to people, realizing there was a need. Then I was making it for myself. And so I figured I might as well make it for my friends so that they can feel better. 
And then it just kind of spiraled from there. And we launched in August of 2020, which is just like the probably worst time to launch a business, like in the heart of the pandemic. So supply chain was an absolute disaster. Took forever to get things ready. But I think what pushed me was I saw my friends were also seeing these benefits. I had compiled all this research. I was feeling so much better. And I just saw that I always say we're an education company first. We want to lead with education at every turn because everyone deserves to feel good in their body and to understand their menstrual cycle. That should just be like a bare minimum of life. And so we want to lead with education and then also our products. So that's a long answer. I'm very passionate about this company, which is so funny that I said I would never do it. And now I just, I'm so grateful I get to do it and I get to help people every day. Yeah. I love that. I love the education piece too. I think that is really important. It's not just like, you're like, take these products and people are like, why? And you're like, just take them. You know, you're like, explain to them, you know, the reasoning so they can feel confident in that decision. And it's not just about like, you know, buy from me, but more so empowering them. Now, if women, and I touched on this a little bit, kind of when I shared my story, but if women aren't getting a regular period, like at all, can they do seat cycling? Yes. And I was in a very similar boat for, for that you were in. I was running half marathons. I still was recovering from my eating disorder, but looking back, definitely still in the thick of it. I did not have a period and I was coming off of birth control. And so when I started all of this, I didn't really have a regular period. And so I also moon cycled, which is also going to sound insane, but it, it really is incredible how it works. And so the full moon like I kind of think of like, if you see the big full moon in the sky, it kind of looks like an egg that's going to symbolize ovulation. So from the full moon to the new moon, you're going to have your sesame and sunflower seeds. If you seed cycle with us, we call that our radiate blend. Then from the new moon, which is kind of dark, moody, more inward, reflective, that's going to be when you start um, menstruating technically or like metaphorically menstruating. And then you're going to have black seed and pumpkin seed from the new moon to the full moon. So full moon to new moon, sesame and sunflower, new moon to full moon, pumpkin and flax seeds. And we have seen so many people end up, cycle may not totally line up with the moon, but I've been amazed at how many people like we do this. And then in a couple cycles, it's somewhat in line with the practice they were doing. Now that is helpful. If people have like really, really irregular cycles, what if their cycle is more around like the 40, 44 day mark, and they aren't sure if they're ovulating. So I know when you talked about it before, you said like switch after you ovulate, what would you recommend people who are in like that time period? Such a great question. So if your cycle is 45 days or less, this is where I really, really think temperature tracking can be very helpful for seed cycling. And that's actually what we're focusing our entire March education platform on is using your ovulation schedule to seed cycle. Um, and now we have like where you can have extra product delivered to you and kind of build your box a little bit differently if your cycle is longer. And so what that looks like is one, you can track ovulation on an app, but that's the rhythm method. It's just predicting it based off your last cycle. It doesn't really know what's going on in your body. Um, so I recommend tracking an app so you have an idea. Two, I have an aura ring, which I know is a little pricey, but I am just someone that I wake up like going a million miles an hour and I kept forgetting to take my temperature for temperature tracking. So my Aura Ring connects to my natural cycles app and it tells me when I ovulated. 
you can also just use a basal body thermometer. And when you, you'll see your baseline temperature will shift up about half a degree after you ovulate. So you could use that to predict and then also cervical mucus. So this is something I really encourage people to do as you're getting to know your cycle is before you go to the bathroom, wipe and see like if it's dry. Okay. Probably not around ovulation, but if you're noticing it's like more slippery, that is a good indicator that you are either getting ready to ovulate or you have ovulated. So there's a few different, I'm not an ovulation expert. Those are just kind of the ways I recommend. So your cycle is 45 days or less, less hone in on that ovulation tracking, and then you can really sync up seed cycling with your personal cycle. And then you think more than 45 days go more so by the moon. Okay. That's what I find. If it's more than 45 days, go by the moon. If it's less than 45 days, you probably are still ovulating pretty consistently. And so, you know, everybody's different. That's just based on the last couple of years of my experience. Cause I found once it's over 45 days, people are like, oh, it might've been 50, 60, 70. That's when we kind of go with moon cycling. And then I just want to cover like all our bases. I know someone out there is going to be listening and they're like, I don't fit into any of these categories. What about somebody who has a cycle that's shorter than 21 days where yes, they're ovulating, maybe they're ovulating around day 14, 16, but then their period is coming so quickly after. So they're really only getting the the second phase seeds for a couple of days. Do you, what do you recommend such, in that case? Such a great question. And that is something that this is based on what I've seen work for other people moon cycling can still be very helpful or like just completing your bags in those phases for the first three months. So like, say your cycle is like every 20 to 21 days, like instead of switching your seeds right away, try to keep extending with the other blend. Um, it doesn't always work, but I've seen that work really well for people because it helps with the luteal phase. Cause usually if that's what's going on, you're looking at like a luteal phase defect and you're going to want to have some hormone testing down and like work with a naturopathic doctor. But we usually tell people like, just try to keep going. And we've seen that that has helped to push people's cycles out and become a little bit longer. What is maybe like one of the more common confusions or common mistakes you see, if anything that women make when it comes to seed cycling or really anything related to their cycles? Yeah. Well, when it comes to seed cycling, I always say like, you don't have to seed cycle with us. You can totally seed cycle at home, but you want to make sure you're not consuming rancid seeds. And so that's something quality comes in. When we think about our traditional grocery store model, we don't know how long things are sitting on the shelves. And usually seeds are in packaging that allows light in, which that's going to degrade the nutrients in your seeds. So whoever you're buying from, you want to look that they have opaque packaging. So the seeds are sealed in there. You can't see through the bag. They're organic. And so that means they're not going to have as much spray on them and that they are not expired, which expired is not the right word, but they're not rancid. They haven't been sitting on the shelf for a year. Um, So I think that's the biggest mistake I see is like seed cycling with lower quality seeds, because then you're not necessarily getting the intended nutritional benefit. The other thing is consistency is really important. So making sure we really are doing it every day to see those results. Confusion, I definitely see around ovulation. I think that that people, I found that the most confusing when I started. Um, It's why we're spending a whole month talking about it. I think knowing when to switch your seeds can be a little confusing, but we will help you get there. I promise. Absolutely. That's amazing. It's a good point about the rancid seeds too, especially with the flax seeds, because you are wanting to consume them ground. And I feel like 
when you start to grind up seeds and really like kind of expose their surface area to the air, then they're more likely to go rancid. So it's a great point. And then once I open any of my seed cycling bags, I always keep them in the fridge too, to just store them better. You can smell them. Like, Oh yeah. They smell funky. They are funky. Okay. That's good to know. You can do a sniff test with your seeds. That's what I always tell people. Like if you've ever opened like cashews is one I find a lot of times I'll buy and I sniff them and they are a little stinky. They're probably a little rancid at that point. I feel like I need to start smelling my food more. I don't think I ever noticed, but maybe I'll have a good sense of smell. <laughs> I know. I like sniff all my food. It's like, because <laughs> I'm like trying to check if it's like still good. And my husband's always like, oh my gosh, stop smelling the food. That is so funny. Um, well, also, I think this was super helpful. I would love for you to just kind of share where listeners can find you and learn more about, I mean, it sounds like March, you have a whole um, informative series coming about ovulation. Just learn more about Funkit Wellness. Yeah. So funkitwellness.com. Dr. Danielle has a discount code. I would really encourage you to, you know, use that link and that code. Come learn with us. We're also releasing an ebook this month just on ovulation and how to eat for egg quality. So I'm really excited about that. Our Instagram is funkitwellness, our TikTok funkitwellness. If you want to connect with me personally, I've got a podcast called the Period Chats Podcast. So you can listen there. That's where I share a lot of education and bring on expert guests like Dr. Danielle. And my Instagram is carbs and Kate. And that's, I'm doing a series right now on 30 things that health class didn't teach you about your period. So if you want to come on that journey with me, head over to Instagram. You can DM me, message me. I love talking about this stuff. So no one's ever bothering me by answering, uh, asking questions. Amazing. I love that you're sharing. I feel like all the things in so many different platforms and, and options for people. So that's great. Um, I will definitely link all of that, um, your website, your social media, all that in the show notes. But thank you again so much for being here. This was super informative um, and I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. All right. That is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for joining me. As always, if you find what you hear here helpful, please be sure to leave a review, share on Instagram, share with your friends and family. I appreciate it so much and I will see you next week.